world of Pokemakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us Alex and JD. For some people, Pokemon are pets. Others, use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokemon and a world for them to inhabit. Last time, we talked about some plot stuff. Mmm. The elemental shards. And of course, we made our mascot legendary Pokemon, Strixilis and Colonus. And a couple of notes on some of the things from last time. So, one of the biggest things that we did is we switched which one was north and which one was south. Yeah, I realized that a southern wind would be warm. So Strixless needs to be the mascot for north because cold and then it's northern wind. And then we changed yeah. the name of the ability for Colonus as well to southern current. We also changed Poke Compass to Poke Dial because that just hits better. It's got more of a distinct feel to it. Today we're going to be talking about our early game bug Pokemon. Before that, we'll be going into the fame checker to talk about the rivals. When you think of a rival in Pokemon, what do you think of? Gary. Which is interesting because he's not in a Pokemon game. <laughs> I know, but that is what comes to mind. Smell you later, Gramps. Uh-huh. Blue in the games was very similar to Gary, at least at first. Yeah. The idea of a single rival who's antagonistic towards you is very uncommon. Really only in the original games, in the Johto games, and in Black and White 2. Yeah. And even then, he wasn't really antagonistic towards you. Mm. From Generation 3 onwards, your rivals have been pretty much pleasant to you. Up until, like, if you count Bead as a rival. Yeah. Clearly Hop is your designated friend rival person. <laughs> but who else do you count as well, your rival? Marnie? Bead? Who counts? Every game has at least one rival who has one of the other starter Pokemon. Yeah. Sometimes they have one that is weak to yours. Traditionally, it was one that was super effective on yours. Sometimes there's at least a rival for each. And there's someone who starts your adventure with you. But as early as Ruby and Sapphire, the concept of rival shifted. Early on in Ruby and Sapphire, your rival is the opposite gendered player to yours who starts with a starter that is super effective against yours. But they sort of drop off the map. In the original Generation 3 games, you don't even battle your rival with their starter fully evolved at any point. Huh. And Wally very much takes over the role of rival later on. And that started the idea of multiple rivals. Generation 4 had both the opposite gendered player who's not really a rival. They have another starter and they do like catching tutorials. But Barry is really your own proper rival. Generation 5 finally had two proper rivals who had each of the other the two starters and then generation six went all out and you have four rival characters one of whom is like the main rival who is the opposite gender player but even then you've got a group of friends generation seven you've got mainly how but a few other characters like gladian kind of kind works of. and generation eight by virtue of having the whole sports tournament thing gives you more rivals along the way essentially the concept of rival is kind of open-ended yeah how do you feel about rivals who are i'm your best friend woohoo let's be buddies they annoy me more than rivals who hate me. Because, <laughs> yeah, you just feel bad for Hop at the best of times. Right? Because you're beating him every time. He's losing constantly. And he's and just, just like, like, oh man, I suck. I'm so bad at this. It's like, on the other hand, I hate Bead so much. <laughs> Bead infuriates me because no matter how many times you crush him, he still acts like, oh, I'm the best. No one could be me. It was a fluke. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I want a rival who could be arrogant and angry, but who acknowledges defeat and is like, I can't believe you beat me. What even is this? This is a disgrace. I'll, I'll destroy you later. And I'll have to get better and yeah. I'll beat you next time. Like that, that's peak rival right there. You know who's the best rival of all time? Who? Silver, the rival from Gold, Silver, Crystal. Sure. Who, first off, steals his starter Pokemon. He is an outright <laughs> criminal. <laughs> we learn in Heart, Gold and Soul, Silver in a post-game event that he is the son of Giovanni. He, over time, realizes the reason he's losing 
losing so much is because he doesn't have those bonds with his Pokemon that you do. Mm. Lance in particular teaches him that. And it's really exemplified in a brilliant way by game mechanics. He has a Golbat on his team most of the time you battle him. By the time of the post-game, it's evolved into Crobat. Nice. Which can only evolve by having a high friendship with its nice, trainer. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think we probably want to have multiple rivals. I think it's good to have a childhood friend type yeah. who can be a buddy yeah. who maybe is less focused on becoming the greatest trainer of all time. Yeah. He has like a different goal. They'll fight you, but they're just doing it to like, let's see how far you've come. Yeah. I'm here to help. This is just a fun adventure. I think it's good to have rivals who have different goals. Mm -hmm. One thing that Sword and Shield did really nicely was every character started out with the same goal of trying to become the champion. But by the end of the game, one thing I love about it is every main character is in a different position than where they started. For Marnie and Bead, they become gym leaders. Hop decides to become a Pokemon researcher, which is great. Yeah. Everyone develops in a new way. And that's good for that game. Yeah. I think for us though, especially with our theme of choice, mm -hmm. we should just have rivals who choose from the outset pretty much to focus on a different thing. They, they have other goals in mind. And they'll still battle because most people do battle. Yeah. But say we have something akin to Pokemon contests. We have a rival whose goal is to be good at those. Sure. We could have a rival who just wants to complete the Pokedex. Sure. And that's fun because then you do the gimmick that we've seen a couple times of a rival who battles you with very different Pokemon each time. Oh, that's fun. And then, of course, you've still got to have one rival who's like, I'm going to be the greatest trainer. I will get the elemental shards and defeat you. And yeah, yeah. They could yeah, use yeah. a different elemental shard every time you battle them. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I like that idea of sort of mixing things up. I feel yeah. like a lot of times when you're just battling your rival, it's like, okay, here we go again. Like the same, maybe your Pokemon are a little bit higher level mm -hmm. and it's just the same, the same battle. Battle. Not so much in the more recent game. In past games, that has kind of sometimes felt like that's the case. Like, okay, mm. I gotta battle you again, fine, whatever. And it doesn't seem particularly interesting. I like using the elemental shards to mm -hmm. make it like a different battle. Yeah. You can have the same Pokemon, but you're changing up an element of the battle. So say, beginning of the game, you've got a rival who is your childhood best friend, neighbor character, who's very excitable and happy-go-lucky. And you've always had different goals. They don't want to become the Pokemon League champion or whatever, mm -hmm. they're here to do, let's say they're the Pokedex focus character. Sure, yeah. Or They well, want to see every Pokemon. Yeah, it could be we change that up as we develop other side events in the game. Yeah. Like if we develop something akin to contests. Sure. Which I would love to do something like that. Something on those lines, yeah. A bit before. But that's another thing. So maybe their goal changes later. But for now we'll say their goal is to encounter every Pokemon. Yeah. I have a concept. Okay. So you know how there's different games? Yeah. North and South and you're starting in a different town on mm -hmm. either one. Rival rival, like more of a antagonistic kind of rival is yes. someone who has just moved to your town from the opposing starting town. Okay. And so then you get your friend character that grew up in that town with you mm -hmm. would be the person who moves to the opposite town depending on where you start. So there's two characters. One of them has just moved to your town. The other one has always lived there with you. I was thinking about there would have to be different characters from each version to give them a home. But that also plays into another idea I've got for the antagonistic rival. Mm. So first, you and your best friend character help out the professor like we talked about early on yeah. and get given a starter Pokemon and your friend purely for the sake of like friendly competition chooses a starter that's super effective against yours sure and you have a tough early battle because that first battle against Hop is pathetic it's just sad he picks the starter weak to yours but has two Pokemon purely so that against his Wooloo you can level up to get a super effective move against his starter which is lame yeah it doesn't have to be high concept battles early on you're no. just gonna be spamming the damaging move anyway yeah. and let's face it you're just gonna be spamming the damaging super effective move for most of the game anyway so at this point just have it be using tackle it's fine yeah so that early game battle is whatever you don't meet this antagonistic rival immediately okay you meet 
them after you've done some of those events around the area because we've got that larger starting area going back and forth in the opening town a few times sure then you meet them shortly after the fact and this new character is mad at you because they were supposed to get their choice of starter Pokemon uh... they had come all the way from the other end of the region because they heard a new professor was moving there who's going to be giving out starter Pokemon oh, okay and the professor at the other end doesn't have the starter Pokemon for reasons yeah so we're not going to worry about in story too much yeah but this character has come all the way here to choose a starter Pokemon from the other side of the region mm. and is fuming because you just happened to be there and stole what was supposed to be their choice so now they've got the Pokemon weak to yours oh. but that just fuels their drive to be better than you even more okay and so every time they're trying to get better and better that's fun yeah, yeah. my concept that I had was so you have these two characters and their roles kind of swap depending on which game you started yeah. one is from the north one is from the south and one of them has just moved to your starting town and they think that their home region or is, their section yeah is the best sure. and like if you get sort of a location based rivalry mm. and maybe these two side characters are constantly bickering about no my the north is better than the south and oh the, uh, the two rivals yeah yeah yeah, sure. yeah I think that can all work together okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think they need to be moving to that town necessarily okay because then I'm thinking as well in the version where they have come from the opposite end you have a house in each starting town yeah. that belongs to one of, one of the rival characters yeah. and it yeah, just switches yeah. based on the version yeah character A always lives in the north character B always lives in the south it's yes. just whether like one of them is going to be travelling to the other end yes I yeah I can work with that yeah. yeah and then they think that their sub-region is better yeah and they only came up here because they needed a Pokemon and of course eventually they'll learn that everyone's good and blah 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 friendship yeah they'll always maintain that edge even with Silver he becomes relatively friendly towards you by the end but even after that and becoming your friend he's still got an edge to him and still wants to be like I've got to defeat Lance and show him that I can be the greatest trainer sure another thought I was thinking is you could have some kind of event where you're storming the base and you could have potentially rival characters maybe other characters mixed in too you could have to choose who you go with and help Ooh. again playing into the themes of choices yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we want more than these two rival characters? I don't know. I only had concepts for two. We could have <laughs> other characters who come along later who have some kind of rival-like role. Sure, But potentially yeah, yeah. for a smaller part of the game. Yeah. Let's go over some vague aesthetics and names and a few things yeah. like that. Because we're not doing different gendered character, let's just have... One of them's a boy, one of them's a girl. And I think if the main rival is not an opposite gendered character, there has never really been a main rival who is is a girl. So I think rivals who have been girls besides opposite player characters. Bianca and Shauna, and that's kind of it. Well, I guess Marnie, but yeah. your main childhood friend rival at least. Yeah. When you've got Blue, Barry, Hop, your friendly rival character has generally been a, a boy. Let's make this one a girl. Sure. For both of them? Because here's the thing. Hmm. In this premise that I've proposed, one of them is your friendly rival and the other one is your antagonistic rival, and mm -hmm. that swaps depending on the game. Oh, you're saying the character stays the same? Yeah, one character is from the north and the oh. other character is from the south. Oh, I misunderstood. I was thinking the same character. Like, they just swapped which was their home, No, I think one oh. of them is always from the north and one of them is always from the south. That's interesting. Okay, sure. We've got a rival from each town who has a set goal and it just changes whether they're friendly or antagonistic towards you based on where they're from because you've taken what was supposed to be their starter Pokemon. And I guess by the end of it then, it'll turn out they're actually pretty similar people. Yeah, that's kind of what I was imagining. Like, mm. They are very similar people, which is why they butt heads a lot. Like, sure. I feel like they're particularly mean to each other, whereas you're kind of just watching this. <laughs> 
happen. Let's go over some concepts for them. So it doesn't really matter which way around they are yeah, or this is the one who has such goal. So we've got two options here. So obviously their aesthetics are going to kind of match their home region. So either you go very anime and the girl's from the south and she's wearing cute shorts and like a swimsuit with a baggy t-shirt over it. You know, like loose casual and then have your boy in a puffy coat and up north. Or we swap that. Well, regardless, we're going to be seeing both of them in both a beachy area and a mountain snowy area. Sure. So unless they've got an outfit change, you'd want it to be something that is appropriate regardless. That's very reasonable of you. <laughs> we shouldn't have a girl wearing short shorts and flip-flops in the mountains mm. at a ski lodge. Well, Would fine. you prefer it that they have an outfit change and maybe have more of a theme and colouring? Or would you prefer it that they have a more neutral overall outfit? Personally, I love an outfit change. Then let's give them an outfit change. Why not? The player can change their clothes. Yeah. It just shows that they're journeying. Most characters still wouldn't change their clothes. It does show that they're journeying. I love that. Yeah. They're growing and they're changing and they're literally, their appearance is changing. Okay. So, again, we don't need to go over too many details of what their clothes look like if they're going to yeah. change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. maybe they They've got a particular hair color. The, whichever characters from the south can have blonde hair and yeah, that darker adds up. hair for the character from the north. <laughs> yeah, or, that adds up. Yeah. We can stick with your girl from the south and boy from the north. Sure. And then just when you first meet her, she'll just be bundled up in a big puffy jacket. <laughs> like complaining about, I hate yeah. it up here. <laughs> yeah. She'll be complaining that it's too cold. He'll be complaining that it's too hot. Yeah. And so she can have a darker skin tone because she's from a warmer area. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Kind of the like beach blonde. Yeah, she's got, yeah. Skin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> cool. I think the only thing we need left for them really are names. Yeah. What should we call our rivals? Let's give them names. Fine. <laughs> We're not calling them things like Hop and How because <laughs> How maybe it's maybe well maybe that's a Hawaiian name, I don't know. Probably. Hop is not an English name. No. We want Beach Girl California vibe name. Sandy. <laughs> Pamela. No! <laughs> a name that means south. Fair enough. Name that means south. One top names that mean south. Desmond, apparently. If we give them each a colour, we can just go with a colour theme. Colour yeah. names are easy to find. Orange for the south. Okay, yeah. I feel like that's a very beachy. Um, opposite of orange is blue. A very pale blue. Icy. Yeah. So if we're going with that, I like amber. Okay, not necessarily a direct colour name, but looking at shades of blue, one it's given me is Arctic. So instead of a name that necessarily means it, how about Arthur? Arthur and Amber? Why not? I can work with that. Okay. Amber and Arthur are our rivals. Yeah. I think they'll both both have a signature Pokemon, but I think we've been delaying doing more early game Pokemon for a while and we need to get those Pokemon made. The Pokemon that could be their signature Pokemon aren't necessarily early game Pokemon. I think when we make a Pokemon that fits them, we'll know. But right now, we need to talk about our first bug Pokemon in the game. Yeah. It's time for Who's That Pokemon? So when I say early game bug, I mean every game has a particular bug that is their bug Pokemon that you can get in those first couple of routes. Oftentimes on the first route. They usually have three stages, usually three stages. Well, here's the thing. It varies quite a bit. Varies more than a lot of these other things where you think about like the birds and mm. the rodents. Generation 1 and 2 both had two that really qualify. Yeah. You have the Butterfree line and the Beedrill line. Yeah. Gen 2, you've got the Ledeon line and the Spinarak line. Gen 3, you've got Wormpole and it's split evolution thing. 
thing. So that's five stages there. So yeah. again, that's mixing things up quite a bit. Yeah. Gen 4, I had to think about this. Cricketot is the one that actually is that game's early game bug. And that's mm-hmm. two stages. Sure. You don't think about it. When I think about a Sinnoh bug type, I think more about Burmy. But mm. that's not that early game bug type. You only get that on the honey trees in Sinnoh. Gen 5 onwards, it became a bit more standardized. Again, you had two because they had an expanded Pokedex. You have the Levani line and the Scolipede line. Generation 6, you had Vivillon. Gen 7, you had Vicavolt. But that was, again, interesting because in Sun and Moon, you couldn't evolve that into its final form until really late in the game. Mm. Compare that to most bug Pokemon where you can get them fully evolved super quick. Butterfree and Beedrill evolved from Metabot and Kakuna at level 10. Wow. The whole point was they were supposed to be your introduction to evolution. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. And Generation 8 had Orbeetle, which also got a Gigantamax form. Many of them are three stages. Typically, if you've got a bug type that has a cocoon form, that's your early game bug type. And that is like a signifying feature for a lot of them. It's like a developmental stage. They're the Pokemon where it's like, no, this isn't evolution. That's metamorphosis. That's a very different thing. (laughs) These are the ones that really emphasize that. Yeah. You've got a concept. I do have a concept. Let's hear the concept. Bugs that Pokemon has not touched. Crane flies? It's like the only sort of long-legged bug I can think of is Thurskit. Yeah. My concept, a daddy long legs. I don't know what the word for that is other than daddy long legs. Because some people call crane flies daddy long legs. And that's kind of where this connection has come from. But you start out with like a little spider friend. Cellar spider? A family of Araniomorph spiders, blah blah blah. This is a variety of spiders. Including most commonly known as the marble cellar spider, daddy long legs spider, carpenter spider, daddy long legs. Legger, vibrating spider, gyrating spider, <laughs> long daddy, and skull spider. Okay. Thanks for that. I'm just gonna call him Daddy Long Legs. If yeah. you don't know what I mean, they're a cellar spider. You can Google it if you want to. Yeah, spider warning, but you can Google it. Yeah, they're not even the worst. They're not. I don't like them because I don't like the long legs. I mean, they're unpleasant, but they're not going to make me jump out of my skin. Yeah, because they have very small bodies and then just really long legs. Mm -hmm. Very similar to a crane fly, or as I colloquially know them, a skeeter eater. They have a bunch of different names. Those also have small little body, big long legs. So my concept is you start off with like a daddy long legs type spider Mm. with just kind of this wonky little body and these goofy long legs. And then... And it turns into a cocoon mm-hmm. spider web kind of thing. It sticks the legs out and then like a web sort of forms around the legs. Sure. Wait, around the legs or around the body? The body is the center. Yeah. And the legs stick out oh, and okay. like a web is kind of, it the, becomes the like a web The legs are shape. joined by a typical web. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then when it evolves again, it's a skeeter eater with a small body and long legs, but also now it has wings. Mm. You mentioned the idea of doing something with a daddy long legs to me. And it It took me a while to wrap my head around why it didn't quite feel like an early game bug to me, at least as an unevolved Pokemon. Sure. And if you look at early game bug Pokemon, they've all got something in common. What do they have in common? So you've got Caterpie, Swaddle, Wurmple, Scatterbug, Weedle, Cricketot, Spinarak, which I guess is like the least of what I'm thinking, Venipede. They've all got relatively large-ish, round-ish bodies and tiny, tiny limbs. (laughs) They're all quite round. And I think that is what throws me off about this being an unevolved Pokemon, is the long legs. Mm, okay. As an evolved Pokemon, or a later game bug Pokemon that's not, like, that's fine. What if it's not tall? What if it's still really small, but it just is a lot of leg? I don't, that still feels off to me. Mm, what if we just make the legs short for that one? Then it's just a spider, and it's no fun. Well, one of my thoughts, because I'd also been thinking about bugs, of course. I love the idea of it having a cocoon form that is just 
wrapped in web. It doesn't make remote sense for a spider. That's not a thing they do. No. Well, that's the thing. It's like a spider turning into not a spider, so it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to make sense regardless. Pokemon has a fish that turns into an octopus. Like, it doesn't necessarily <laughs> have to make sense. And that visual of it's wrapped itself in its own spider web, that's a fun concept for a bug in this game to be a different kind of cocoon. Yeah. What is it? Suicune? Not Suicune. <laughs> Suicune is it the legendary guardian of water and rivers and I think it was called the North Wind. Not Suicune. Silicoon? Silicoon. Silicoon. Quite different. Silicoon and Cascoon? Yeah. The evolutions of Wormhole. Yeah, yeah. Those ones have silkworm silk rather than spider web. But yeah. it's a similar kind of thing. Other options that are out there. Maybe they'll give you more ideas than they've given me. There are other bugs that Pokemon haven't done. Just ones that don't necessarily lend themselves super well to a three-stage line at least. Sure. I mean, maybe we just do a two-stage line? That could be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the most visually distinct bugs I can think of would be a stick insect. Oh, yeah. They've never done a stick insect. They've done like a, a walking leaf in yeah. Livani. And there's some other things. Looking at different kinds of slugs and snails. Like a banana Ooh. slug? Yeah. Another thing to think about is bugs in the Pacific Northwest mm -hmm. in particular. Yeah. Daddy long legs and crane flies exist kind of everywhere. <laughs> they're kind of ubiquitous, but I see those at home plenty. Crane flies, I hate them. I know that they're harmless. I know that they eat mosquitoes. I know that they're good for the environment and good for people and the good, helpful bugs that aren't going to hurt me, but I just, I cannot... <laughs> I cannot deal with the thought of one of its gross legs touching me. It <laughs> freaks me out. Um, I'd love to make it cute to deal with this issue that I have. <laughs> what does a baby daddy look like? Baby daddy look like larva. Larva. You. Well, yeah, but that's what you would be. That's what it would be. Is the thing. Yeah, but it's Pokemon. It doesn't have to make sense. We also you're saying ew. Like that doesn't just look like any other caterpillar or worm. Yeah, those they, are you too. Is Caterpie ew? Yeah. Weedle. Yeah. Weedle. Little weedle. It's like a gross little worm that's gonna poke me. Look at that face. Look at that face. <laughs> This is round with the little dot eyes and the big clown nose. Your concept to me is fine for its second and third forms. I don't like the first form. I want something different for how it starts. You want it to be cuter. Maybe also just le less leg. Less leg. Also, I'm kind of sold on it just being a circle with dot eyes. Yeah. I do kind of like that. Let me suggest something. Mm -hmm. Round. Mm -hmm. Little tiny eyes. And legs that are kind of short, but still thin sticks everywhere. Oh! It's a little sun sprite. A what? Um, Totoro. Sure. Yeah. I guess they're kind of bug-like, aren't they? Yeah. Probably still stick to eight. Yeah. And then this would be the same. The legs would just be longer. Because that concept also just gave me a name. Yeah? Because it's round and it's kind of like a tumbleweed. <laughs> Tumblebug? Or tumbug? Tumbug. 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 How American also. Like the tumbleweed. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Tumbug. Tumbug. I'll take it. Okay. I think we can compromise this. It's not exactly what I would want. It's not exactly what I would want. <laughs> <laughs> but I do really enjoy some of these concepts. Like the middle yeah. stage you've got is great. Yeah, I really like that one. I think at this point with those two, you'd want to try and make sure that when it's fully evolved, people still like it and it's not just generic bug. Yeah, yeah. And that's something you'd play around with with your art. Yes. Is there anything you can think of visually distinct that would make it stand out from an actual crane fly? I'm not sure yet. It is something uh, I'll have to yeah. play with. In case it wasn't entirely clear there because I did just do a little sketch. This basic form for this regional bug is just, it is pretty similar to like Alex said, the soot sprite from Studio Ghibli. Round, tiny little dot eyes, and then eight really 
relatively short legs just poking off of it in all directions. Like, it could roll and still just be standing. Yeah. It would just kind of roll around everywhere. Yeah. It would tumble. The yeah. tumbug. It's a tumbug. And that definitely makes sense as pure bug. Yeah. Then it evolves into this web cocoon. It wraps itself in web yeah. like a spider would do with its prey. The body basically stays the same size and the yeah. legs sort of elongate to create that Yeah. You'd probably have whole, just holes in the web where the eye should be. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think the cocoons generally all have eyes still. And then, yeah, its legs have gotten a little longer because they're poking out and then they're connected by strings of web to give that spider web look. Yeah. What's a name for this? Probably want web in the name because that's what we're going for here. Web bug. Web bug. <laughs> we can't just do bug at the end of all of them. Why not? Then they're all the same. We c- I mean, we could. We, we definitely could. Web bug is a placeholder name for the moment. Leg bug. Leg <laughs> Legum. Webbling. Webbling's nice. Pod. Web pod. Web pod. Cobweb. 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 Which I know can be different, but we can use it still. The word cobweb is also used by biologists to describe the tangled three-dimensional web of some spiders of the family Dudalilla. Cobweb is such a fun word. It's such a weird word. Podweb. Podweb. Oh, I like podweb. Yeah? Because there's a little pod in okay. the middle of a web. Podweb. It's got the feeling of cobweb, but it's not. It's a little beam. It's a podweb. Also probably pure bug? Probably. Its final form it's very much a crane fly with a different body because a crane fly's body gets longer and gross. Yeah yeah Probably it's still gonna have that like little round body. Yeah that does a lot to give it a distinct look already. Yeah. Ooh 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 make its wings like webs. Web pattern shape wings. Yeah. Give it a very web theme. Having web wings and keeping that little round body basically identical to tumbugs. I think that gives it a visually distinct look. Sure yeah. And there are a number of web moves in Pokemon already like spider web is literally a move electro web also a move it'll have a signature move yeah. that's something to do with web <laughs> web shots it could be a multi-hitting move mm. it spits balls of webs like rock blast or bullet seed its hidden ability can just be skill link skill link is one of my favorite abilities that allows those moves that hit two to five times every time it could be a special bug move web shot okay. most moves that work with skill link are physical moves and maybe we add a couple of extra moves that like that that this bug could also learn because i really like skill link Let's look at some words that mean leg because they're kind of sure. drawing on legs, right? Sure. I was also thinking of cobwing. Yeah. Keep the web thing going. And if the wings are webs. Yeah, actually, I kind of like that. Cobweb, cobwing. Yeah. 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 Cobwing. Tumbug into podweb into cobwing. So swarm is a classic bug ability. It's like the starter abilities. Plenty of bugs have a nice simple swarm. Also, compound eyes. That's not really appropriate here, though, is it? Probably not quite. Because they don't have compound eyes. It probably has a different ability in the middle. Shed skin is a very common ability for pupa Pokemon but that doesn't really fit for us because it's not a classic pupa. Yeah. What about some of the other spiders? Swarm. I think we just go with Swarm. Sure. As its main ability. And then if it's got skill link as its hidden ability in its final form it'd have a different hidden ability in its earlier forms. Is there anything that lets things be sticky? The sticky hole. Sticky hole is an ability which stops them having their items stolen and it's maybe not super useful but it's flavorful. Yeah. Yeah. So give that as yeah ability for Podweb. So you need something for Tumbug? How about something mobility-based? Runaway. Okay, we got there. And again, I'm happy with where we've landed. Yeah. When I say it's not exactly what I wanted, I don't mean that to mean like I'm not happy with the results. Once yeah. we've gone through it all, I'm very happy with what we've got. Yeah. With our powers combined, we... Yeah, and we compromised. Yeah. And we're very mature. <laughs> we're very good at this. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. <laughs> 
So today we have discussed our rivals, Amber and Arthur. Amber is from Red Beach and is based in the starting town of Pokemon North. Arthur is from Oaksburg, so it'd be your childhood best friend rival in Pokemon South. And whichever game you start in, the one from the opposite town will be traveling to your town to get their Pokemon to start their adventure. And be kind of annoyed at you and angry and antagonistic towards you. While not being a bad person, just being angry and wanting to beat you no matter what. Yeah, and so both of these characters will have sort of similar personalities so that that role can be filled by either of them depending on which town you start in. And they'll probably butt heads a lot as a result. And no matter which game you're playing, you'll find that early game bug Pokemon on those first few routes. You'll be able to catch a wild Tombug that could then evolve into Podweb and finally evolving into Cobwing. In the meantime, thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as cult classics them's the facts and our other show sorted our theme music is by mike freitag you can find him on twitter at admiral amara you can find us on twitter at pokemakers you can also find us both individually i'm at codename jd and i'm at pichu p-t-c-h-e-w if you have any ideas you'd like to share with us for the podcast we'd love to hear them any art of things we've created any of your own creations we'd love to see it and we'd love to hear it and until next time gotta gotta make them all Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm Daniel, game master of the actual play podcast, No Dice. Join Magic Pikachu! Ixon? There's a score between me and doors, and so far, doors are zero. Perry? They definitely have a lot of daggers happening. They're they're hiding in various spaces. Sayersha? I always love getting stories from adventurers. I, I really wish I could just have, you know, one of my own. And a whole host of guest players. You can find No Dice on the first Friday of every month on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or PocketPodcastNetwork.com.